Welcome to the Wednesday evening, August 11th. Dream the Biggest Dream presents not lessons from the front line tonight, but unconditional love activation from Oakland, California. Actually, part of what we would consider to be history this evening. We will take you on the journey as we take our participants and truly ourselves on the journey of an unconditional love activation. This is Dr. Dream, and with me is Neil and Ilya. Uh, you know them as uh, the team from Portal to Ascension. And um, we will uh, we'll begin here in a moment. I want to welcome everyone to this unconditional love activation. We describe this as a multiple modality group energy experience. And uh, when you walked in the door tonight, you saw here in the uh, center of this room in this lovely yoga studio, uh, our crystal grid. This is... Uh, different. We set this up uh, every night, sometimes twice a day, uh, if we have that many um, sessions going, and it's different every single time. Uh, tonight's um, grid is definitely has uh, characteristics all of its own. We we even have a couple of new pieces T- today. We've added some rock opal and some gold. Uh, to the uh, to the crystal grid. Uh, I want you to know that as soon as you came in the door for this, you were really off the surface level of this experience. Um, with 10 or 12 modalities for you tonight, how deep you go or how high you go with it, depending on what your perspective is on the journey and the experience, uh, is truly up to you. So at this point, we really suggest that you focus your intention on really pushing the envelope with this experience, really stretching your boundaries. This is all about, for us, and the purity of our intent is all about facilitating a greater, more expansive experience of unconditional love. And there are steps in the process for, for, to get there. Um, and it involves a lot of releasing, letting go. Uh, and one of the things you'll hear quite a bit tonight is self-observation is the path to transformation. So while we call it a group energy experience. It's very much an individual experience within a group dynamic. You'll be holding hands and holding uh, the same frequency devices. So we like to, at this point, have you close your eyes and focus your intention on allowing this experience to unfold for you, serving your highest good, raising your frequency and vibration, giving you the opportunity 
to grow, learn, and evolve in your own experience and all of this with comfort and ease. And so if you'll take that as your own or or work your own around it or or create your own intention at this point um, and really lock into it. One of the things that we know about intention is that when we when we focus an intention for an experience and we own it, we really own it and we wrap our emotions around it, that the universe has no choice but to then present you with the reality of that intention. We know that. And so now if, um, if you'll close your eyes and focus your intention on, on what it is you would like to get out of tonight, what tonight is about for you, I'll give you a couple of moments to do that. Now that we've locked in our intention, focused on it, knowing full well that that has already made it real, and now now it's up to you, up to us, to catch up to it. The first modality or tools that you've been presented with here is this crystal grid. Your energies here in this room add to that energetic grid, as to the energies of myself, Neil, and Ilya, and then also the all the people that are live with us right now all over the United States, possibly beyond, uh, outside the borders of the United States. I, I know we have people in British Columbia listening and other places that, that all of us are creating this energetic grid for this experience tonight. So while you are here having this experience in person, as are Ilya, Neil, and myself, there's a much larger group energy involved tonight that um, really sets the stage for, for the experience we've all called forth. Now what I'd like to do is um, I have a very special essential oil blend uh, made by an amazing holistic practitioner, aromatherapist, and uh, just incredible being out of Mount Shasta. Her name is Andrea. And um, what I'd like to do, this is, um, the blend is called Amber, and it uh, opens and aligns. Uh, the chakras. And so what I'd like to do is I'll put a little around each of your ears. Third eye. Around your aura. Just make a little like that. And just breathe that in. Mm-hmm. 
Now just breathe that oil in. I'd like to also start us off with a um, flower essence. This particular flower essence is called Summit. It's a prosperity essence, and actually, pardon me, it's a gem essence. Uh, it's a gem essence in brandy and pure Mount Shasta water, potentized with love on the summit of Mount Shasta, sunrise, August 5th, 2006 with moldavite, ruby, gambirite, aquamarine, and blue lotus flower. And so this gem essence is all about prosperity, which truly relates to abundance and then touches us on so many levels. So if you open your mouth, I'm just going to put a couple of drops in. There you go. Now this evening, in addition to experiencing the crystals, you'll also be experiencing, as you have already, the essential oil, and there'll be others. The gem essence, there'll be um, some other ones. You see the gong, a couple of crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, Tibetan bells, chimes, tuning forks. These are all related to the sound and vibration aspect of this evening. We use um, low and mid-range ohm. Uh, we're using 528 hertz, which is the love frequency. And um, we've got uh, Venus. And then also, let's see. We have different crystal wands, and uh, we're using the uh, zero-point energy. Uh, we have a bio-energetic uh, activator. It's a laser with 500 algorithms, um, frequencies, all having to do with health and wellness, um, and also the frequency of the Word of God, which is the frequency of uh, the Old Testament. And um, so this is one of the modalities. You'll be, um, there'll be uh, 
Diksha or the Oneness Blessing this evening. And um, let's see what else. Different uh, crystals. So now what we'll go ahead and do is move into a little bit of sound and vibration. the ohm tuning forks. I'm just going to put this down. I'll put them right there just so you know. Listen to the vibration of the ohm team force. Five hundred twenty eight hertz, the love frequency. Go ahead now and move into the Deep uh, Show blessing, the Oneness blessing.
At this point, what I'd like you to do is open your eyes. You're going to hold this. This is the right frequency. And so just however comfortably. Is that comfortable? Okay. Now you're going to hold this one also. You're going to hold it actually by the glass pipe. And so just... Whatever, however, it's most comfortable. Is that fine? The right frequencies are very powerful frequencies. This right device has 40,000 different frequencies available. And what we've done is, um, from a very gifted intuitive, we've worked out the frequencies leading to unconditional love. And there'll be a series of three sequences frequencies tonight. It starts off with forgiveness, leads into peace unfolding from within, and then into unconditional love and understanding. So right now, we'll start with um, the, um, the first one, forgiveness. And what I'd like you to do, if you could take this and hold this with your other hand. This is a Christ Consciousness Vajra. It's made by a group of Buddhist monks and nuns outside of Sedona, Arizona. And um, it's very powerful and serves to kind of amp up the energy. Perfect, just like that. And at this point, we go from the oneness uh, blessing music that we've been listening to into music that is, or sounds that are specific to assisting you in staying in a uh, theta brainwave state. Now we'll go ahead and run the the forgiveness frequencies. 
Now, when we start talking about forgiveness, one of the things that happens is we start to think about possibly all the people in our lives that have wronged us, that we perceive have wronged us, that have created challenges for us in some way. And I think we start to think, oh boy, is is this time now for me to to forgive them? Am I able to forgive them? So let's just for a moment talk a little bit about life and, and the life experience. One of my foundation beliefs is that we are here to grow, learn, and evolve. And we go through our journey, the process of our life, and we have experiences that allow us to grow, learn, and evolve. And it is not always easy for us. I have yet to meet anyone in this life that has just had a clear and easy path. Because it, I know from my own experience that my greatest growth and lessons and learning and evolution have come from the most challenging times in my life. So let's go back to those people that we perceive have done something to us. I want us to shift our energy regarding those people in a sense and shift it to having gratitude for them. Gratitude for the role that they have played in our lives. We chose this life. We chose to come in and have the experiences that we needed based on the sole purpose, S-O-U-L, our sole purpose in existence, We knew that it wouldn't always be easy. And these people that have provided the greatest challenges for us, have played the role that we've needed them to play for the lessons, for the experiences, to assist us in our sole purpose here. Gratitude. Really what it turns into is gratitude for all of our experiences. Along the way, we may have judged them as the good, the bad, and the ugly. But no more. 
all of those experiences have assisted us in becoming, in becoming. Isn't that what life is? All of us in our process of becoming. If there were to be one more sentence following that, it would be on our journey to unconditional love. So as each of us come here with a sole purpose, and you really have no idea what anyone else's sole purpose is, I think you would all agree with me on that. Most of the time, it's difficult enough for us to tap into our own sole purpose. I've learned some valuable lessons in my life having to do with forgiveness that have changed my perspective forever. Seven and a half years ago, my father was diagnosed with a terminal disease. Progressive supranuclear palsy, they called it, a degenerative neurological disease. I realized early on that in order for him to achieve his sole purpose in life, he needed to have this disease and all that came with it. You know, an interesting thing happens when someone owns an illness that has a timeline attached to it. His was, I don't know, six to ten years, and yet they couldn't tell him how long he'd had it. But something seems to happen that, that really had an impact on me. And that is, I mean, we all know that we're going to transition. We come into this life and we realize that we will go out of this life. Certainly that's not the end of the road as we're not just skin and and the meat suit that we're wearing, that we are spirit and soul. But the physical reality of the human experience is we come in, we live our life, and we transition. We go out. You can't get away from it. It happens to everybody. But when someone owns a timeline for their life, they, they change. Something changes immediately for them. And with my father... He became much more connected to his emotions. Many things that he had taken for granted meant more to him than ever now. And things that had meant so much before didn't really mean so much. My daughter, Maya, and I chose to move from northern Arizona to southern California so we could be closer to him, so we could spend more time with him. 
I looked for ways for quite a while to explain to Maya this process that pops. That's what she called my father. What he was going through. You see, I guess we raised Maya in kind of a unique way. We never used the word death, dying, or died. When people transitioned, I would use the word transition, but I would also say that when people leave here, they go to where all the souls go. And that worked. There was no heaven and hell to explain. Nothing attached to it. They went to where all the souls go, and that was a good place. So I tried to figure out how to really assist Maya in understanding what was important and to create a perspective where we could stay connected to POPs and and ourselves not take anything for granted. I used to get Maya a rose. Maybe once a month or so, I'd get her a rose. And when we got home, we would immediately cut the stem at an angle and put it into fresh water in a lovely bud vase. And each morning after that, we would come down, and before breakfast, we would look at it. We would admire it. We would smell it. We would talk about how much it had opened up from the night before. We put quite a bit of focused attention and energy into the rose. And one day, while I was thinking about my father, I asked Maya why she thought we put so much, paid so much attention to the rose, if she knew why. And she said, well, of course, Daddy, it's because the rose won't always be here. And I said, you're absolutely right, honey. And I said, this is the way it is with Pops. And so it's very important that we don't take him for granted. We give, focus our attention and our love on him. I think it made sense to her. She certainly loved her grandfather very much. So we moved to California. And one day, my father and I were driving. We're driving back from Starbucks. You see, even his one coffee a day meant so much to him. At this point, I don't know, maybe he was four years into the dis-ease. Couldn't drive. Was having trouble seeing walking. We were driving back to his house, just my father and myself. And he looked at me and I could see that his eyes had welled up with tears. And he said, Mark, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your childhood. 
you know, I wasn't expecting that from my dad. I guess in some sense, I mean, it's not like I had a terrible childhood. You know, in some sense, we all have some form of dysfunction in our childhood. I guess I, like, I can only speak for myself. I guess I really wanted more attention and more unconditional love. As a child, I don't think anything else means so much. So, on some level, those words are probably words I had wanted to hear my entire life from my father. But on that level, in that moment, I didn't want that situation and I didn't want to hear those words. My mind raced with how to respond, checking in with my feelings my emotions. And in that moment, as a son, and as a father, and as a human being, I I had a realization that forever changed me. And it was based on, on my father, but it, it applies to all of us. And I looked at him and I said, Dad, I know that you did the best you could with the tools you had available, always. And I did know that. And in my mind, I realized that my challenges to be the best father I could for Maya, the best husband at times, although at that point I was no longer married, the best friend, the best lover, just to, to, to be at that level always in my life that I could be proud of, that, that I had made mistakes, that I knew I knew that I had always done the best I could with the tools I had available. And it was only in hindsight that I realized in so many instances, knowing what I know now, I would do things differently. I think that's that's common to all of us as humans. Knowing what we know now, looking back on our lives, we would do things differently. And a lot of times I realized that then we, we were difficult on ourselves, we're hard on ourselves, we judge ourselves over that. And yet in that moment, with the realization that all of us, every single human being, including myself, my father, and everyone in this room, and on this call, that we have all done the best we could with the tools we had available. Right there, 
in my experience with my father, all my regrets, resentments, judgments, anger, sadness, they all dissolved right there on the spot. I had never really been filled with so much understanding, love and compassion as in that moment. So much about the human experience made sense to me. A beautiful lesson. I want you to look back at your life. I want you to realize and to own that you have always, in all ways, done the best you could with the tools you have available. And in each moment, I mean, let's face it, you're not the same person today that you were five years ago, that you were one year ago. I mean, let's be really honest here. You're not the same person right now that you were 20 minutes ago. In each moment, we have more tools available to us. And those tools come in the form of us having processed our experiences, having learned, having grown, having evolved. And so this energy, this frequency of forgiveness that you're experiencing right now really comes around back to where it's supposed to be, which is self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness involves letting go of all the baggage around who you have been and what your life has been about. It involves total self-acceptance. And then gratitude. Gratitude for every experience, for every aspect of your life that has allowed you to become who you are right now. Because I can tell you, you're an amazing, incredible being, well on your journey, embracing self-discovery, growth and development of, of who you choose to be. You see, in each moment, in each moment of our existence, we get to make a choice. Interesting thing about each moment. If you're not consciously making a choice about your life, about who you are, 
about what it's all about, you're still making a choice. You're making a choice by default. Just allow me to share with you what I learned about my default setting. My default setting came from my conditioning. My default setting was influenced by my habits, my pattern behaviors and thought forms. And I can assure you that my default setting did not always serve my highest good and raise my vibration. Today, in my conscious awareness, I make choices. I make choices that serve my highest good and raise my vibration. Self-observation is the path to transformation. What is it that's going on inside of you right now? What is showing up in your consciousness regarding forgiveness? Regarding self-acceptance? Regarding gratitude? Take a moment to be with your thoughts behind your closed eyes and identify what this is about, why you found your way here to be within this energy, to hear these words. What is it that's in, in all of this for you right now? I want you to take a deep breath in of all that serves you. 
and exhale all you choose to let go of. The whole breathing process is so very important and and it's something that most of us take for granted most of the time. Here's what happens on a physical level. We breathe in. It's the oxygen that is so needed to feed the life force of our bodies, our cells, our organs, everything. And then we exhale, and what we're doing is we're getting rid of whatever we don't need from that breath that we took in. And we're doing that because we're freeing up space for the next breath. So we breathe in, it's serving our bodies, and we exhale what we no longer need, and then we just keep in that process. I know you've all been doing it your whole lives. I'd like to address this from an emotional body and a spiritual body perspective. Tonight, as I remind you to breathe in, I want you to breathe in that universal life force energy It serves your highest good. It feeds your spirit and your soul. And then when you exhale, I'd like you to just let go. I'd like you to release. Whatever it is that doesn't serve your highest good, whatever it is that's at a lower frequency, a lower vibration, whatever it is you're choosing to no longer own, So we breathe in a deep breath, feeds our souls and our spirits, and we exhale that which we no longer need. Beautiful process. Stay focused. Breath awareness. Forgiveness. Us forgiving ourselves. Letting go. Releasing. Sometimes you'll know on the breath out exactly what it is you're releasing. Other times, it's enough just to focus your intention that when you exhale, you're letting go, you're releasing. You're just getting rid of what you no longer need, what no longer serves you. Here's why it works. In our lives, we've taken on so much, and we haven't done it consciously. It's not like we've said to ourselves, wow, that experience was really bad. I'm going to hold on to that until it hurts me. No. We compartmentalize it. We don't fully process the experiences. Whatever it is, we just take it on. 
a lot of times we take on other people's stuff and we own their stuff and we don't even realize we're doing it. So the beauty of this is that all you need to do is focus on breathing out and letting go. Letting go of what no longer serves you. You don't need to focus on what it is, just the process. The process of letting go. The process of releasing. That's enough right there. Really on this tour of love and and over the course of the last six weeks, we've been refining this technique, if you will, of breathing in the energies that we need and exhaling what we no longer need. And the feedback we've been getting from people in cities all over has been truly remarkable. One woman that we've been that I've been working with over the phone on a daily basis recently, on the fourth day of doing this, she said, Doctor Dream, I just I want you to know something. And I said, What is it? And she said, Well, I'm doing the breathing all the time, focused intention on my breathing. I breathe in what serves me and I breathe out and I realize that I'm just letting go and releasing. She said, I'm not focusing on anything specifically. She said to me that she has for years carried stress and tension in her neck and her shoulders. And what she's finding is that stress and tension is going away. And she's not even focused on it. She also related to me that she was in a car accident several years ago. And she's always had a bit of a pain in her back, her lower back. And she's finding that that pain is going away also. So what happens when we focus our intention and our intention on taking in what serves our highest good, the universal life force energy, and then on releasing and letting go anything that's contrary to that, just that focused intention right there is enough to shift. It's like the, the, the universal knowledge that's innate in all of us does the work behind the scenes. Sort of like this, this universal energy is in each of us doing a little spring cleaning and saying, oh boy, look, they're breathing out again. Let's send some of this out and we, we don't need this in there anymore. And what's it doing? The same as breathing and exhaling on a physical level is. It's creating more space. It's freeing up space for what we truly need. Because my friends, whatever is happening with the collective humanity, the energy moving into 2012 and beyond, there is one thing that I can assure you. And that is we need to focus and stay focused on letting go and releasing lower vibrations and raising our frequency. That whatever it is with the new energies and the ascension and and everything that's involved in this beautiful process that we're all going through, it's about raising our frequencies. It's about raising our vibrations. 
And one of the greatest tools to do that is the tool that you have available to you right now and that your mind and your emotional body and your thoughts. And so that's by making a choice in each moment. That's by focused intention. There's an affirmation that I learned years ago that to me is the most powerful affirmation ever. I've heard the other affirmations, things like, my life is a beautiful reflection of all that is and everything's unfolding perfectly. Well, those affirmations never worked for me because when I was in the midst of a drama, self-created as it were, but a drama nonetheless or something traumatic or I was emotionally triggered, the last thing that works for me is saying my life is unfolding perfectly and it's a divine reflection of all that is. I can't say that. I'm in the midst of my stuff in that moment. But this affirmation that I'm going to share with you right now, I can say any time. And the affirmation is, I intend to feel good. I intend to feel good. What is it? It's an intention. It's an affirmation. It's making a choice in the moment. You're saying, I choose to feel good. The proverbial stuff may have hit the fan in your life, but all you're saying is, I intend to feel good. I'm choosing to feel good. Now, I would say this affirmation, I don't know, when I started 30, 50, 70, 100, 100 times in a day, I intend to feel good while walking into a meeting while walking into a class, while driving my car, waking up in the morning, before I showered, before I shaved. I was constantly intending to feel good every day, every week, every month. And then one day, I had a realization. And I realized that I couldn't remember the last time I actually said to myself, I intend to feel good. Couldn't remember the last time I said, I intend to feel good. And then I had a second realization, and that was that I feel good. And I realized what happened. I replaced a default setting with a new default setting one that really served me. So I realized while I wasn't saying it consciously anymore, I was constantly in my default setting intending to feel good. You can change any of your default settings. You can make the most positive, vibrant, energy-raising affirmation, perspective, whatever it is, part of the default that is you. It's you reconditioning yourself. That's available to you. Another one that's a favorite for my daughter and myself, we live in a safe universe. We talk about it all the time, or we used to. We live in a safe universe every time we do something. 
fear stuff would come up or other people would say fear-related things and we would say, no, we live in a safe universe. Now, my daughter reminds me that we live in a safe universe. My nine-year-old daughter reminding me that we live in a safe universe. You know what this does for a father? A father that knows wherever we focus our attention is what will create and manifest in our outer experience of reality. I know that my daughter is safe because that's where her energy is. Energy flows where attention goes. I want you to own that you live in a safe universe. And I want you to reaffirm to your family and your friends that they live in a safe universe also. And it's just a little bit easier to do when we stop watching the news, when we stop reading the newspaper, when we stop buying into anything fear-related. Because, my friends, you truly do live in a safe universe. Take a deep breath in. Exhale and release. And do it again. Take a deep breath in. And exhale and release. We're going to move into the next frequency now. This next one is peace unfolding from within. Now, we start this one off very heavy with uh, sound and vibration. And so, I just want to check and make sure that you're comfortable. Don't need anything. Okay. Then we'll go ahead and move into this. We'll change the frequencies. And now it's the frequencies of peace and calm, peace unfolding from within. I want you to focus on your breathing. Focus on taking in the energy that you so need and letting go of anything else. Thank you. 
peace and calm. Peace unfolding from within. We can find a greater inner peace with each breath, with each exhale. The more we have gratitude for our experience, the more we let go and release, forgiving ourselves, total self-acceptance, we're able to maintain a longer sense of peace and calm within. What this enables us to do is to be conscious and aware in the moment. So we can make a choice so that we can focus our attention focus our intention on what we truly want, how we want it to look, how we want it to feel, to taste, to sound like. What I'm talking about here is taking our power back. One of the things I'd like you to look at, self-observation being the path to transformation, I'd like you to take a look at your stories. Our stories are what we share with people, how we relate to people, what you sit and talk about when you're having tea with someone or what your conversation is when you meet someone for the first time. What I found about the human experience is that we have our stories and we go around and we share our stories and we look for people to validate them. Now, this is fine when we're coming from a place that's of conscious awareness. But if we're not, then what are our stories about? Are they about us being the victim? Are they about us being stuck? Are they about the experience happening to us or us creating the experience? So are our stories raising our vibration and frequency and that of the people we share them with, or are they lowering it? Here's what I've identified that can happen 
in human interaction. We have the opportunity to raise our frequency and raise the frequency of the other person. We have the opportunity to keep everything just the same as it was. We have the opportunity to lower our vibration, lower the vibration of the person that we're interacting with. What is it that you want to do? What do you choose to do in human interaction? Exactly. That's exactly what I thought you would answer. Raise your vibration and raise the vibration of the people you're interacting with. We don't have to look any further than our stories to see how this is going for us. So to really identify how this works, I'd like you to think of your stories as as food, as it were. Food for the spirit and the soul. And then the question becomes, are your stories chock full of vitamins and nutrients? Or do they have the nutritional value of canned or microwave food? You know, when you walk away from an interaction with someone and your energy is lower than when you started off with them, it means a couple of things occurred. You know, I have some people say to me, oh, it's those energy vampires. Yes, they're out there. They're stealing our energy. I have to chuckle about that because no one's doing anything to you without you allowing it. So, truly, then, no one's taking your energy. You're giving it away freely. And here's what I found in my experience. I would listen to people's stories And if it was stories of them as the victim and them being stuck, I found myself saying, oh, you poor thing. Oh, that's too bad. You're right. That is so terrible. Absolutely just stepping up to the plate and almost blindly validating their stories, not even thinking about the result it was having on them or me. And what result was it having? Well, it was keeping them stuck in their stories And then for me, I was validating them being the victim. And if they could be the victim, then guess what? I could be the victim. And if I could be the victim, then I was no longer creating the experience myself. It was happening to me from outside of me. I didn't like that anymore, and I made a conscious choice. I'm not validating anyone's stories anymore, any more victim stuff, anything that's keeping them stuck. I owe it to them not to validate it, and I owe it to myself. So I stopped validating people's stories. I'd say, listen, you know what? I'm in the process of releasing all of my baggage that I have. I can't possibly take your baggage on also. 
I would just come right out and say, you're not the victim. Why play that role? Does it really serve you? Does that energy feel good? I would sort of call them out on it ever so lovingly, but I would call them out. It didn't seem like I really had a choice anymore. A couple of times I tried to just stay quiet. I thought, well, I'm not really going to validate it. I'm just going to stay quiet. Here's what happened. I walked away and my energy was still lower. And I thought that really didn't work. And I wondered why. And here's what, here's what occurred to me. It didn't work because I didn't stand up for my truth. I wasn't my authentic self. This silly thing like human etiquette stepped in where I thought I had to just be quiet, to be nice or whatever. Now I realize that if someone shows up in front of me and they say something that goes directly against what is my authentic truth, what I stand for, what what my authentic self is about, I have to say my truth ever so beautifully, ever so lovingly. So I started doing that. A couple of things happened. I started losing friends. Were they really friends? Were they just there because I was validating their stories, giving them what they needed? When I stopped validating their stories, they weren't ready to shift. And to be quite honest with you, people are lined up to validate everyone's stories of being the victim and being stuck. You see it everywhere. So they found someone else to validate their stories. Now, the people that did stay around, they really were my friends, and they still are, because they saw what I was doing, and they understood it, and they wanted to shift also, and they realized that their stories weren't serving them, and they started changing their stories to ones that raised our vibrations and raised our frequencies. So I ask you, what are your stories? Are they serving your highest good and the highest good of everyone you come into contact with? I'm sure I don't know the full extent of what my soul purpose is, but I do know that one aspect of my sole purpose is to be a positive trigger for everyone that I come into contact with. Every single person I come into contact with. Now, when I say come into contact, it may be that I see them two blocks away crossing the street. They don't even know I exist. But I'm blessing them. There isn't a person that I perceive in my existence that isn't a reflection of me. We're all reflections for each other. And more to to the point, we're all reflections of the divine. 
life gets really beautiful when you bless every single person that you perceive. Because what are you doing? Truly, you're honoring yourself because you're honoring all that is. Because you're honoring the oneness from which we all come and from which we will all go back to. Beyond blessing every person that's in your experience, bless everything in your experience. Bless everything you put into your body, your food, your water. Energize it. Close your eyes, place your hands over it, and send it energy. Ask for it to be brought up to a vibration that serves your highest good, that raises your vibration. It doesn't take but seconds to do this. Bless everything and everyone in your life. Truly, you're blessing yourself. Your experience will continue to unfold in the most beautiful ways, in all the ways that you can imagine. You see, when we hold this energy, the universe mirrors it right back to us. What is it that the universe is mirroring back to you? Is that what you truly want? Because you can have it however you want it. This is your life. This is your dream. This is the experience you chose to come here to have. So you could be in your process of becoming. So you could be on your journey to unconditional love. Inner peace comes from knowing that you are always doing the best you can with the tools you have available. Inner peace and calm comes from you intending to feel good always and in all ways. You can rewrite your script at any time. I know you're going to be paying attention to your stories and what you're laying out there. Remember, the only validation that you ever need and that will really always make the most sense to you is your own validation. And that comes from your conscious awareness. That comes from self-observation on your path to transformation. It's all tied to forgiveness, acceptance, gratitude, 
and where we're headed next with all this. Truly, where we're all headed with all of this. And that is unconditional love. I had an experience the other night in Victoria, British Columbia. The guys had gone to bed already. It's just my dog, Jake, and myself in a lovely home that we've been given to use for a day. And we kept the crystal grid up because we didn't have to leave the house until the morning. I put my sleeping bag by the crystal grid. And I closed my eyes. And I had the most beautiful epiphany, realization of sorts. It wasn't a foreign one. It didn't feel like a new one, but it felt. It felt. And the realization was that every aspect of my life, every single experience, everything I perceived was giving me an opportunity to move more deeply into unconditional love. My dog Jake was there. All of these crystals, and like I was sharing this moment with him, and I looked at him, and my tears came to my eyes. I realized that, that even Jake was here in each moment to remind me about unconditional love. This activation that you're now participating in or some form of it, I've done with well over a thousand people. Beautiful experience to share this on my journey to unconditional love. Take a deep breath in and let go and release whatever it is that no longer serves you. Deep breath in. We're going to move into the frequency of unconditional love and understanding. At this point, would you like to take a short break and use the restroom or stretch or anything? Okay. All right, then we'll just move right into it. Unconditional love and understanding. Hmm. Unconditional love. This is another one, a beautiful one, where when we say it, I believe all of us think about all those people in our life 
that we really, really love. Our children, our parents, our lovers, significant other, friends, family, our pets. I want you to picture each of them in your mind's eye. I want you to see their faces. And as you see them, the blue sky behind them, I want you to see it start to fill with puffy white clouds. Those clouds are love clouds. The most beautiful puffy white clouds. You're looking at the faces of all the people you truly love. And the sky behind them is filling with the most Delicate, beautiful, puffy white clouds. Mm. Keep looking at them. Keep feeling all that love. Keep filling the sky with the puffy white clouds. Now what I want you to do is In your mind's eye, with your arms outstretched, I want you to gather up all those love clouds, the puffy white love clouds, as it were. Gather them all up. Start making like a giant snowball with them, like the bottom of a large snowman. Gathering them all together. They're really easy to gather with your arms. You just stretch out and you're gathering them pulling them all together and making this big round ball with them. Now what I want you to do is outstretch your arms and start to hug this ball of unconditional love. Oh, wow. As you're hugging it, you're pulling it closer and it's going into your heart and the core of your being until your hands are all the way pulled to yourself and you're hugging yourself. And all that love is within you. Because this is where we wanted to go all along with unconditional love, and that's within. You see, everything... Everything starts and ends within you. Everything. Whatever happens within you, whatever's going on with your emotional body, it manifests outside of you. So unconditional love ends up being about you loving you. I was working on someone last night. It was a, just a short one-on-one session. I was talking about each of us loving ourselves, 
she looked at me and she said, well, wouldn't that be selfish? And she said it so innocent. I knew that she meant it, that it had occurred to her that really loving herself could be her being selfish. And yet I reminded her that that's the truest love that there is and that we can't really share anything beyond that that's that pure without having it for ourselves. This whole process gives us the opportunity to make unconditional love easier to share on ourselves. We go through forgiveness, total self-acceptance and gratitude for our entire experience. We process our experiences more than we have in the past. Part of that process is to let go and release that which no longer serves us. What we're doing is we're creating more space within us to contain unconditional love. These days, I'm probably doing close to six or seven phone calls a day, one-on-one calls with people. And what I realize is that I'm not telling anyone anything new. I'm just reminding them Reminding them, reminding each of us of what we already know. This process of us nurturing and taking care of ourselves is so important. How many times a day do you focus your love on yourself? Most of us can count how many times a day we focus our love on ourselves on no hands at all. Meaning that we're not really doing it. Here's a little exercise that 
I suggest. All it takes is you breathing in all that serves your highest good and then exhaling that which you no longer need three times. And each time you do it, just saying to yourself, I'm loving me. I'm loving me. I'm loving me. Again, it's easy. But more than that, all of this is based on the natural laws of the universe, which are truly simple. The challenge is that in our lives, we've done everything we could possibly do to make it anything but easy. And what I'm talking about is making a choice, the choice to love yourself. What I'm talking about is the focused intention of you loving you. And not with strings attached. It's you loving you, not if I do this, then I can love myself. The if-then statements. None of that. This is about you loving you for who you are in the moment in the now. Just focusing your intention. Three deep breaths and just repeating to yourself, I'm loving myself. I'm loving myself. I want you to practice it in your head right now. I'm loving myself. I'm loving myself. It's all it takes. Try it a couple times a day. More times. I mean, think about it. Do it five or six times. And when you're not doing it, keep intending to feel good. Keep reminding yourself you live in a safe universe. It really doesn't need to take a lot more than this. You decide. You get to make the choice. Now, I want to tell you a little story. This story starts out with us going to lunch tomorrow, just you and me. Tell you what, I'm not really familiar with this area. I'm going to let you pick the restaurant. I want you to pick a really good restaurant. Maybe it's a place you've been to that you really liked. Maybe it's a place you've just heard about but the reviews are amazing. We drive there together for lunch. As we pull up, there's a parking spot right in front. <laughs> I love it. You've even kicked in the parking karma. We park in the spot and we move 
toward the door of the restaurant. And when we're about three feet away, the door opens for us and it's the hostess. She welcomes us and says that there's a table for two that's ready. She takes us to the most beautiful table in the place. You know the table, the one with the view. She sits us there and she puts down a menu in front of you and a menu in front of me. She tells us that our server will be over shortly to take our order. And sure enough, a short time later, our server comes over. The tall waiter with the wavy hair, the great smile, and the really wonderful energy. So cool that we get to have him wait on us. He says, what would you like? Well, I look at you and then at him, and I say, you know what? There's two of us. Why don't you go ahead and bring us lunch? No way. We would never do that. We'd sit there with the menus and go page by page and identify exactly what it is that we would like and exactly what we want with it. And when the waiter comes over and says, what may I get for you? You go ahead and order. You order with all the detail that it's going to take. So you're comfortable knowing that it's going to come out of the kitchen the exact way you want it. Now me, I don't know. I'll probably go for one of those salads on the right-hand column. I like the special chopped veggie salad. You know, I'm a vegetarian. It sounds great. It's got some cheese on it, but I'm going to be okay with that. But it comes with that lemon poppy seed dressing, and that's not really my favorite. I really love the raspberry vinaigrette. And I want it on the side because I know it's a little quirky, but I like to put the dressing on myself and mix it up myself. That's just one of my things. So I order the salad that exact way. And then when the server leaves to turn in our order to the line cook in the kitchen, there we are. Probably have a conversation at this point. What do you think we'll talk about? Think we'll talk about if I'm really going to get my dressing on the side or what's going on in the kitchen or will we ever get fed? No, we're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to share our stories our stories of successes, our stories of following our passion and following our goals, dreams, and desires, our excitement. We're going to enjoy each moment. 
And then before we know it, our order will be brought over to us by our server, placed right before us. Yours came out perfect, just the way you ordered it. Now, mine was supposed to be the chopped salad with the raspberry vinaigrette on the side, and instead it had the lemon poppy seed on the side. And I really, that's not my dressing. But, you know, they were very kind. And he went and got the raspberry vinaigrette and brought it right back. Exactly the way I wanted it. So why is it that we show up at the reality cafe of the universe, get seated at that wonderful table and two giant menus placed on the table before us? You know why they're giant menus, don't you? Because there's endless possibilities at the reality cafe of the universe. And the server comes over and says, what would you like? And you look up and you say, well, bring me life. I'll deal with it when it gets here. Not anymore. Here's what I suggest. You sit there with that giant menu in front of you that has all the endless possibilities available. And you look at what it is that really fits your gifts. What it is that gets you really pumped up about living. What it is that's exciting and full of your passion. And then when the server comes over and says, what would you like? I want you to order it with a great deal of detail. Even tie in all the senses. What does it sound like? What does it feel like to the touch, smell like, taste like? What does it feel like emotionally? All the details that are needed to make sure it's just the way you want it. And then when the server leaves to take our order to the line cook in the kitchen at the Reality Cafe of the Universe, I want you to be in the moment. I want you to share your gifts, share stories that serve your highest good and raise the vibration of everyone you're speaking with. Follow your bliss, your excitement, your dreams, goals, visions. Share and receive love. And before you know it, exactly what you ordered will be presented to you. And if it doesn't come out exactly the way you asked for it, it's okay for you to say, pardon me, I believe there was a miscommunication. This is how I really wanted it. And then that'll be presented to you. This is truly the way it works. Reality. The universe. 
So tomorrow morning when you get up, before you get out of bed, I want you to lay there with your eyes closed. I want you to focus all your energy and attention on your greatest goals, dreams, and desires for your life. And then I want you to place your order with the universe with so much detail that in your mind's eye, you're actually living it. And then get out of bed, follow your bliss, be in your passion, share your gifts, knowing that the universe is in the process of delivering to you exactly what you wanted. Sometimes I like to say my dreams have all come true. I'm just catching up to them now. Whatever it is that allows you to let go and release anything that might get in the way. Take a deep breath in, all that serves you, and exhale all those blocks and anything else that gets in the way. Your experience continues to unfold in the most beautiful ways. Truly, it's just up to you to recognize that. I have yet to meet a person that needs a total overhaul on their belief systems and who they are and how they're creating their experience. But I know that all of us at times need a slight shift of perspective. You know, there's two sides to the coin. And if the side you're looking at isn't making you feel good, shift it ever so slightly, and you'll start to feel good. And you'll continue to feel good. And then you won't even have to think about feeling good. It becomes that automatic. We come here to experience ourselves as the creator self. This is really important right now based on where we are as individuals and as part of this collective humanity. Each of us having the experience of being the creator self in our own life. It's very, very important to tap into that and to start or continue creating, creating miracles in your life. Because here's what's happening in the big picture, the grand scheme of things. All of us as the collective humanity of all nationalities, colors, creeds, religions, you name it. All of us. It's about all of us banding together to create miracles for all of humanity. We are the ones we've been waiting for. And we've shown up now. You have a choice. You always have a choice. 
choose wisely. Because not only are you depending on yourself for this, but we're all depending on each other for this. Taking a deep breath in and then exhaling and letting go and releasing. This exercise you can do any time you want. Breathing in and exhaling three times. With your eyes open if you're driving, otherwise it's nice to close your eyes. Just bring your focus in. Being present. Being in the moment. I have a good friend of mine who has a saying that makes me smile whenever I hear it. I'll ask him how he's doing. He'll look at me and he'll say, This is the best now ever. The best now ever. Aren't you ready to experience your best now ever? Followed by the other, the next, the following best now ever, and so on and so forth. This is available to you waiting for you. This is what you've been waiting for. Your time is now. This is your experience, your dream. Take a deep breath in and exhale. They say when you smell roses that the angels are visiting. Well, your angels, the spirit guides, your helpers, you're never alone. They're all here with you. And then beyond that, we're all in this together. So if there's one message that I could leave you with this evening as a reminder, it would probably go something like this.
Thank you all very much for being here this evening for this experience. You know, um, we're in the midst of 15 weeks, seven states in British Columbia, 40 cities, 53 unconditional love activations. It is one incredible journey to unconditional love for us. And and you being here and sharing this with us, I mean it's it it's what it's all about. And each evening, each activation is different. It's got its own unique qualities. Some different stories are brought forth, emphasis is on different things. We don't even really in the moment know exactly why that is. But um, this tonight has been really very special um, and for all sorts of reasons. But uh, from, from my perspective, just to share with you that I'm honored to facilitate this experience and and uh, while, you know, you were the ones directly connected to the frequency device and the shots and Vajras and everything, it's very much an experience uh, for the three of us also. And so uh, at this point, I'm going to uh, go ahead and stop the recording of the live broadcast of this. And thank everyone uh, that showed up and, and stayed on for that. And we'll be back next week, I believe. We'll be back next week with uh, uh, another teleconference. Just thank you very much. Good night, everyone. <laughs>